Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of Diet Starts Tomorrow. Uh, she had a, they had a fascinating guest on that I've been meaning to review for a while. It's Alicia McCarvel and, um, she is a fat influencer <clears throat> and I'll be reviewing a podcast she did with Diet Starts Tomorrow and Aileen. Um, and it was entitled, you don't have to be the same size as your partner. So I will do that in a second. First, just a little health update. So this was the first like full week for back from vacation. No. Yeah, no. So last week was back from vacation and I didn't drink at all last week. I didn't drink on the weekend. I didn't drink during the week. Uh, I just kind of needed a break. Uh, and you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back on track and be healthy, but I don't know. Sometimes coming off of a holiday weekend when you've been indulging, it's kind of hard to get back into that mode. So I don't know. I, I did have a lot of balance through the week. I started my days with my routine, which is, you know, working out and lots of water and coffee and my healthy protein shake and all that good stuff. But, um, I don't know, like at night I would definitely indulge a little bit. And, um, I did end up though on like Friday, I was like, okay, I want to cook dinner for my boyfriend and I. So, I did end up, I kind of wanted to cook a healthy dinner, um, and, but I wanted it to be delicious. So I ended up getting some, I used some shrimp that were in the freezer and I ended up, uh, getting some cilantro lime rice and I made this Bobby Flay recipe and I, I wanted to do some salad with it. So I did an Asian inspired salad that had cabbage and scallions and carrots and, I made an Asian dressing for it that was pretty good. I put a little bit too much lime juice in it and it was a little bit out of balance, but I added a few more ingredients and it was good. And then I ended up, this Bobby Flay recipe is incredible. It's It's got garlic and um, ginger and sesame oil and soy sauce and lime juice and it is such an incredible marinade. It's delicious. And I actually have made a stir fry out of that sauce too, because it's you're, it was really meant to just be for grilled shrimp. And then you pour some of the sauce on top. So, so, so good. So I ended up having that, did some shrimp with a side of rice and some cabbage salad. And the cabbage salad, I mean, there's so much, but one cabbage, when you chop up a cabbage, like a, a small red cabbage, you get a lot of cabbage in that. And so I had like this shredded bag of carrots from Trader Joe's and a whole bag of scallions. So I just chopped up the, like, all of it together and put it in this huge container. And so of course I only ate a little bit of it that night. So I had, that was, those are my vegetables for the rest of the week. Uh, so I, so, so, and then that weekend I just, even though I didn't drink, I ended up just binging on sugar. Um, I had gone to Trader Joe's to do some grocery shopping and they have these pumpkin spice cookies that I'm literally addicted to. And I, I I was like, should I buy these? I knew I probably shouldn't have, but because because I will eat the entire box in like one day. Um, but I just I they're they're only there for a short period of time. I am one of those crazy pumpkin people that loves everything pumpkin. Um, and so when these cookies come out at Trader Joe's, I'll buy like four boxes at the, at a time. But it's so much sugar. Like the the cookies themselves are coated in sugar, and then they've got sprinkles on top. And I freeze them. And it's that satisfying crunch and texture. I think that's part of it. It's just how satisfying it is to bite all the edges off of this cookie. And then it's 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 a whole texture thing. I'm, I'm like weird like that. I love all things frozen. So I had this cake that was left over in the freezer. And so like I would eat healthy, but then like during the morning and then just eat tons and tons of sugar. I'm definitely addicted to sugar. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, but anyway, just, I just ate, I mean, I worked out a lot over the past like couple weeks, but I, I've been eating sugar just out of control. At least that weekend I did, I had got a piece of pumpkin cake, like <laughs> pumpkin crazy. And, um, and just, you know, I knew I overdid it and, you know, I, I definitely put on some, some weight over the weekend and, 
And of course, this week, I'm like, okay, I want to have a really good Whole Foods week. And I, I, you know, I've, I've definitely I've been kind of following like the 80-20 rule, maybe the 70-30 rule this week, because, you know, again, I'll eat healthy all day. And then at nighttime is when, you know, I like to relax. I like to have some delicious indulgent food. And so even though I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, try not to do that at night. Of course, I just, I don't know. It's how I relax. It helps me sleep. I cannot go to bed hungry and craving something. So anyway, so that was my week. Um, I am this week. I've been drinking a little bit. I, I had to have a cocktail right now. <laughs> and, uh, I had some wine yesterday and then I'm in a golf tournament tomorrow. Um, and so, yeah, so this week I've been trying to be really, really healthy, but, you know, I've been going to a lot of networking events, which, you know, there's pizza and brownies and wine and, you know, and I, I had cooked this salmon and one of my listeners uh, commented because I had overcooked this salmon and posted it on my Instagram and I'm like, I'm determined to eat this. So that salmon was actually better overcooked than the salmon that I made the other day. I don't know what's wrong with the texture of it. It's like, it's like mush and I'm trying to get it down, but it's like not, not going well. I might throw this away or give it to my dogs. Anyway, so, so yeah, so this weekend... Anyway, I'm going to go work out even more and try to just have a little bit more balance as far as whole foods. I think I have my, I think I'm PMSing. I think, you know, I don't know. It's, I'm feeling like a little off this, this last like week and a half. I've just been a little bit depressed, a little bit anxious. And I, I usually, when I start feeling just weird and thinking something's wrong with me, it's usually my period. And so that's probably what it is. Anyway, okay, now back to my review or to my review of Diet Starts Tomorrow. Now, Alicia McCarville is, uh, she's an influencer on Instagram. She has, she has almost a million followers on Instagram, but I guess she really blew up on TikTok and has like five or six million followers on TikTok. And, and I'm, I saw her, I think I probably found her through, the diet starts tomorrow, Instagram. And so one of the reasons I was fascinated by this woman is so, and the title of this, of course, is you don't have to be the same size as your partner. So if you, if you look at her on Instagram, if you see, follow her page, she went viral because she had put, there's this thing on TikTok apparently that, that went viral. That was like when you don't look like this, when you don't look the same as your partner or when, or something like when your partner is way better looking than you. And, and she would see these, like, like what society deems as beautiful. She would see these, these couples posting themselves. And she's like, it was beautiful couple after beautiful couple, you know, maybe one of them was slightly less better looking than the other one, but they all had that societal norm beauty. And she's like, well, wait till I post this. And so she knew that she would go viral. She's like, I knew this would get a lot of attention. And she posted a picture of her and her husband. Now her husband, so Alicia McCarville is probably, I think she actually said it, like she's maybe 250, 260, something like that. And her boy, her husband is like a bodybuilder. I mean, super muscly, like you know, one of those physiques that, you know, you, it looks like he's at the gym all the time, looks like he really watches what he eats. And, and I remember thinking like, oh, wow, like, this is fascinating. Like they, you know, and, and I was just curious about their relationship. Like, how did they meet? You know, what is their relationship like? Like, how, like, how did they, how did they start communicating? Like, and, and she gets into it later, but, uh, you know, you, you do wonder if, you know, what that initial attraction was. We live in this society that is very superficial, right? We're in the dating app world now. Now, some of you may be on, that's listening to me, maybe you've never used the dating apps. Um, I was in like in an engagement, a very long relationship when the dating apps came out, when they stopped you know, when I ended that relationship and I was like able to get on the dating apps, I was actually excited about it. I was like, it's like shopping for men and you, you know, you swipe. And so we're in this era 
right? And it's not just young people that are using the apps. It's older people too. Like, you know, I, I think it's a great way to, to, to meet people, um, but it is very superficial, right? So you, you're on there and of course you're swiping and the only thing you have to go on initially is looks. So, you know, I just, I was curious if they had met on a dating app and if, you know, he is attracted to larger women and, you know, maybe that was it. And I thought, you know, what a, you know, great guy, you know, he's somebody that really cares about her, her soul, or maybe he's just someone that really loves who she is as a person. Um, and so, and she gets into this later about how, like what people think when they see them and what society like kind of plants in our heads when we see a couple that looks like them. So I'll get into that a little bit more, but, um, so, so it started out, you know, she, what she posts is she, you know, she, she considers herself kind of comedic. So she ends up posting, um, you know, and she posts a lot about her relationship and she shows, you know, the good and the bad, she, you know, she prides herself on being very real and very authentic, um, you know, she talks about her relationship with her husband. She talks about her relationship with movement and her body. And so Aileen, who's the host of, of Diet Starts Tomorrow, uh, she's like, I loved when you posted. She's like, I think I found you when you you had posted this like funny, like seductive bra removal scene when you were like taking off your bra for your husband and popcorn ended up falling out. And she's like, I would have been so mortified. And she's like, that's like so relatable. Like you're trying to have the sexy moment with your partner and something really embarrassing happens. And um, and she's like, it's just so cool that you were like, you put that out there because most people are, you know, trying to put this perfect version on Instagram and not show like the embarrassing moments or that type of thing. And so... And Alicia said, you know, we've been together so long that we're really comfortable sharing those things, you know, and, and putting it out there. And so, and Aileen was like, well, how did you get to this point where you, you are comfortable sharing so much and you are comfortable kind of putting out these, these uh, moments that most people would want to hide from society. And, and so Alicia talked about that trend, you know, my partner. So again, apparently it was called my partner is 10 times hotter than me. And she's like, they were side by side pictures that showed, you know, and she's like, they're all beautiful. And she's like, I wanted to show me and my husband because she's like, we don't meet the traditional beauty standards. And she specifically chose like a really hot picture of him. Um, and she put it in juxtaposition to her, you know, what, what she called herself, her fat body. And she's like, I knew it would go viral. And she's like, people, the, the comments at first are really trash, like people just being super mean. And, and she's like, but then she's like, I found that there were actually a lot of people out there in the same situation, people that had married their high school sweetheart, and they could really relate to it, or, you know, people that had gone through an illness or something, and, you know, but they were, you know, in love with their partner. Uh, but they, you know, didn't look, you know, the same as far as matching looks. And she's like, you know, she's like the, she's like that, that picture went viral. She's like, then there was another, another post that she made that went super viral. And she said that was when they were both in towels and they were dressing up for a wedding. And she's like, you know, she wanted out of this, she wanted to have a conversation about why it was going so viral. And so then she made an explanation video that also went viral. And she's like, you know, people started following her wondering, you know, why people base so much on looks on and on and on people's bodies. And, and Aileen just, you know, she really, this really resonates with, with Aileen. And so Aileen, the host was like, you know, you know, you weren't surprised. She's like, why weren't you surprised it went viral? And she said, um, what did you say? She, she just asked, she's like, what did you say in the explanation video? And Alicia said, you know, people think it's outrageous that he's her partner. She's like, she thinks it's outrageous that people, but she, so what Alicia said is that people think it's outrageous that he's her partner. And she thinks it's outrageous that people think that, sh that he shouldn't be her partner. And she's like, everybody is under these societal molds and expectations, you know, for jobs, for careers, for love. And she's like, my husband fits that mold, but she's like, I don't. 
And she's like, people start trying to, you know, when people see us, they start trying to add or take things away from them as individuals. Like people think, oh, she must be rich. That's why he's with her. Or he must be gay. That's why he's with her. Or he must have a fat fetish. Um, and she said that they were learning these societal molds together and that she was 15 years old when they met. And their success as partners is because they're best friends. And society's expectations is why people have trouble feeling adequate in relationships and and finding movement joyful because they feel like they have to torture themselves to fit into this mold that they might never fit into. And, you know, because they have it in their heads that that that's what society expects and they need to adhere to this. Now, when she said that, I I have to admit that I personally felt really guilty because I did have that thought. I did have, and I don't think it was like, it's not what she's describing as like, why would he be with her? I was more like, I was curious. I was curious how they met. And I thought, you know, because I've been at a resort and like, I remember I got taken to this beautiful, like super high-end resort one time. And I saw this couple and this, this guy was like working out constantly, like in the gym, like muscle guy, like strutting around, barely clothed. And his wife was significantly higher in weight, covered up, you know, lounging by the pool, like eating whatever she wanted. And I just thought it was an interesting match because people tend to, you know, if people are super fit, a lot of times they are attracted to other people that are super fit. Or, I mean, I guess it's that old thing, like, you know, birds of a feather flock together, but this is totally superficial, right? And that's, that's wrong. That's, that's not, that's not a good thing to, to think. And, and I think, and I, I think for me, it was more, like I'm, I'm going to just try to be brutally honest here, even though I am like I'm ashamed sometimes of things that go through my head. What I've learned though is I'm not my thoughts, and that. But I, I do want to talk about this because I think it's important. Um, you know, I, I do think I, I do agree with her that society has put these these molds that we expect to, to that we're expected to adhere to, and a lot of times we're worried about what other people will think of of our partner of our jobs of our you know whatever and and instead of really focusing on like what will actually bring us happiness what will actually bring us fulfillment and you know i mean that was me in my last relationship i mean you think about people that get married that hate each other <laughs> look at like kim kardashian and chris humphreys like she probably looked on paper. He's like this tall professional basketball player that, you know, had a, a good body and made a lot of money. And she's like, this is who I should be marrying. But they literally hated each other. Like their personalities totally clashed. And, you know, I almost married somebody that I, <laughs> could, you know, we had a toxic relationship and like, attract like we were attracted to each other and we had some superficial things that were both important to us but like I mean imagine if I had married this guy like I would be miserable I mean, my life had would have been miserable and I know that when I looked for you know and I'm in a great partnership now but I specifically looked for the not the like societal you know I wasn't I was looking for good communication good partnership and I think and again, I think, you know, you with with a couple like this where she is in a fat body, he is in like muscle, muscle man, you know, and you think about, you know, my first thought was, did they meet on the dating apps? Because that's just like what people are doing now. They're not, they're younger than me. So if I'm meeting people on the dating apps, my natural assumption was, oh, maybe they met on the dating apps and maybe he is in just, that's what he's attracted to. He's attracted to larger women. I, I didn't put this assumption that it's like a fetish or anything like that. I just thought, oh, maybe that's just what he's he's attracted to her in that now I think the story that they met in high school and they've known each other since they were 15 years old I think that makes sense right that he knows who she is at her soul and and I think that's a really beautiful thing and I think 
that happens a lot of times in couples. I think it can happen where, you know, people meet really early in high school or as kids and they grow together and one of them does have like a different body as they as they get older and they are mismatched but that man or that woman loves that person to death and 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 I think it can also happen the other way where like you know when I, when I was growing up I mean I'm in my what my mid 40s almost mid 40s and so I was I was raised with this like expectation that, you know, you're going to go to college, you know, you can do whatever you want in life and, you know, power to the woman. But also, you know, I had my dad's patriarchal old school Italian bullshit in my head as well, like that men cheat on women and men will leave women if they gain weight and men like leave their wives when they let themselves go for their secretaries. And so I, I grew up with this like internal fear that if I gained weight, I would be left. I would not be lovable. And I, I do think that I am trying to get over that. And I think I did choose a partner that no matter, like, I believe now, like, my partner, no matter what happens to me, you know, I could get cancer, I could, you know, gain a ton of weight, I could lose a limb, I could become a paraplegic, and he would still support me and love me. And I think there's a lot of asshole men out there that would not be that that kind of guy. And I think, you know, if you're in a good, loving relationship, which they clearly have, like, Alicia and her husband have, a, they, they're best friends. And, and that's a really, really beautiful thing. You know, I have a friend that I went to college with and she is someone that, I mean, she's beautiful and she used to only date guys that were like supermodels and, and she's with a guy that is not like physically is not her match. Like there's no way she would have dated this guy in, in college, but she met him at work. And they grew, had a friendship and had mutual respect and she fell in love with him and they have a beautiful, beautiful life together, kids, everything. But superficially, if you look at them, they're not matched, but they, they do love each other. And I, I really love that. And so I do look at relationships and I study them and I like, you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackman and his wife, where she's significantly older than him. I just love those stories because I love people that are, that love the soul, that are with somebody because of who that person is. And that's what, that's what this couple has. Um, but I will say, like, I, I did have, you know, that, that societal thought that just flitted through my head. Um, and so, you know, I, I do think it's an important topic and I think, um, it's great that she's, you know, talking about this and putting it out there. Um, so, so then they, let's see. So then Aileen said, you know, you say there's a lot of people out there who feel this way and she's like, it's crazy that people don't feel good and confident in their own relationships because of the societal norms. She gets great that you're getting this information out and and you've also she's like you've also shed light on people that have slid into your DMs both yours and your husband's and I, I think what I took from this and it she didn't say it like really clearly but it sounds like women have slid into her husband's DMs and been like you shouldn't be with her you should be with a woman like me Ugh, people are so shady that is the shadiest shit I've ever heard of in my life I'm not shocked people are people are really messed up. Um, but anyway, so Alicia said she did a poll to see to people who, who she said she put out a poll, uh, to people that fit the beauty standard. And she said, she asked them, you know, how they struggle with their body image. And she's, and what she learned is that everybody struggles. She's like, and, and, she, and both people, you know, people that lead with their body first or people that let their body hold you back. She's like, no, none of those people are leading fulfilled lives. She's like, at the end of the day, we're not going to look like this forever. We're going to get, you know, our bodies are going to change. We're going to get old. We're going to get diseases. Like things are not going to be for perfect forever. So you shouldn't, it shouldn't be, you know, your body that 
brings you joy or brings you meaning in life. She's like, as a fat person, she's like, she believed that she was the only person that struggled, but she's like, now she's learned that even people who fit that beauty standard mold, they also struggle. You know, they're trying to maintain the beauty standard, which also can be stressful. Um, She's like, they might feel that their entire value is based on their body. And, you know, people who don't feel less because they you know, and then people that 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 don't fit that beauty standard, she's like, they feel less than because they can never reach that that standard. So she's like, there really needs to be allyship between both of these groups and feeling like they, you know, no one should feel like they are going to lose their partner if their body changes um, or that they only have good things because they're in this, you know, fit body with a low fat percentage she's like you know feel she's like nobody should be held back um in love or success because of their body size you know these are standards that have been dictated uh, you know these standards have dictated what we can and can't do and that's wrong she's like people can do whatever they want to no matter what their body size is and i have to say i i really respect her for saying and putting that information out there that even the the people that look like they have it all together, that look like they have those ideal societal bodies, they struggle too. You know, I, I know that Mari Llewellyn that I've done podcasts on, it's, she is stunningly beautiful. You look at her Instagram, she looks like she has this perfect life. She talked about how she she struggles too when she's always has to put out perfection and what if she falls off track and what are her followers going to think of her? Um, there was another um, DST I just listened to about this influencer who had an eating disorder who, you know, she, she created this business off of it, but she's like, I can't ever take a break. I can't ever, you know, feel like I'm, I, I have an off day. I have to always put out this like wellness, like positivity. And that's not me all the time. And, you know, she talked about how she really struggled with her identity. So you know, and I, I, I think that there was a real backlash because, right, this whole body positivity movement and body acceptance movement did come off of, I think, the Black Lives Matter and the fact that, you know, black people and people that are in naturally, and not every black person, obviously, but, but, but some ethnicities do have different body types that might be larger or different than what we see all the time in movies and on magazines and that there has to be a place in society that beauty that that body is beautiful and that size is beautiful and it's not about just this one standard and there was a back backlash to like you know the the skinny white influencer and um and and just you know and i think I think that the fact that she's talking about that there is space for both and that both groups struggle, you know, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I, I was scared to start this podcast when I started, I'm like, oh my God, am I perpetuating diet culture? Like, I don't want to do that. Am I, you know, one of these like white people out there trying to be this like, and so I, when she talked about how she acknowledges that both like all people struggle with this a lot of mo most women are struggling with this especially because of the patriarchy and and diet culture and what's been put out there in the media and so i just i thought it was showed that she has a lot of grace for people and i i just i love that she i love her her message and so anyway aileen was like so how did you get to this really healthy mental place? That seems really difficult. I think a lot of people are really trying to get to that place. She's like, you shared, you know, did you, did you lose a lot of weight in the past? Like, how did this whole journey manifest? And, and Alicia talked about how she grew up athletic. She's like, she's like, when I was young, I, I just moved naturally when I was in sports. So, so Alicia is, lives in Canada. And so she said, I, I was really athletic. I pay, played a bunch of sports when I was young. And she's like, but then when I went to university, she, she didn't play collegiate. She wasn't a collegiate athlete. So she just lost all of that movement. And, you know, she never thought of it when she was young. She just enjoyed sports. And it wasn't like she was trying to move or work out to, like, maintain a weight. She was thin. She was, you know, athletic. She was living her life. 
And, and then when that movement stopped, and I think a lot of it, this happens, I think, I think that freshman 15, and for her, she describes it as the freshman 100. She gained 100 pounds in college instead of just the freshman 15. I think that happens for a lot of us. Like, I didn't play college sports. I played, like, maybe field hockey my freshman year, um, but it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't, like, a, an organized team. It was, like, a, you know, a side group that we would just play. Um, but, you know, I was, like, in, in, in high school, you know we were like state champion field hockey team and we I played track and I played softball and I played little league and I you know I was very very athletic and moving a lot and same thing happened when I went to college I wasn't really moving as much I did go to the gym here and there but I definitely was moving a lot less and so I also gained I think I gained like 30 pounds in in college but so so she describes that happened to her too but she gained 100 pounds and people told her to go to the gym to work out to lose weight and so she did she's like I did a bikini contest at 23 and she's like in order to like whittle myself down she's like and I I ended up whittling myself down to like 127 pounds she's like I ate the same thing every day I worked out seven days a week she's like I took drugs for weight loss and she lost 110 pounds in a very short period of time but she's like I was mentally and physically unhealthy you know and and people told me that losing weight would make me happy but it didn't she's like I she felt like people were treating her different differently because of her weight and she's like that's gross you know, she she's like, I was raised to be a good person and, 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 and then how she was treated, you know, she was, she was taught treat people, treat people well, you know, she was raised to be a good person, but then she felt like there was a lot of conflicting information in society, right? She grew up thinking you just have to be a good person and that's the most important thing. But then society is saying, no, you have to be thin. That's the most important thing. And, and that's how you're going to be happy in life. And that is obviously a really messed up message. And I think a lot, like, look, look at all the magazines, Cosmopolitan Magazine, like they're putting out this lifestyle and this. So I I understand what she's saying here. Um, But she realized, she finally did realize that being thin was not going to solve her problems. And then she ended up gaining her weight back and she cycled up and down And she said years later, she decided to go to the beach and she hadn't been in like 12 years. And she bought a one piece. She's like, I was in the, in the water for hours. Uh, she's like, I finally was able to spend some quality time with my husband. Um, and she's like, when I, when I got in the shower, she's like, I felt this release of emotion and grief and pain and anger and, and defeat and and relief that that she had done something that she hadn't dared to to do in in years she you know not holding herself back from going to the beach and so it was this swirl of emotions she was just she's like why did i waste so many years not doing what i wanted to do and then she realized that she had this amazing partner who's so supportive who loves her unconditionally and that she had been depriving him of all these great experiences and she's like how many people in life did i do that to you know i've missed out on so much in my life. And, and that really is so sad. And, and Taylor Strucker that I talk about all the time on this podcast too, who has a podcast, um, the Taylor Strucker show, she talks about too, like she's, she's very, you know, always talking about her weight and always worried about her weight and always thinking people are going to judge her. And she loves to get into a pool. And I think what's so awesome now is she's she she was surrounding herself in the past with judgmental, superficial people that did judge her and made her miserable. And now she's choosing to surround herself with amazing, wonderful people that are not judgmental, that don't judge her for her body. And I think, you know, Taylor's done what I've done in my own personal relationship. She's, you know, she's chosen someone that accepts her for who she is and loves her for who she is, her the person that she is, not what she looks like. And so, you know, she's living her best life now, enjoying pools, enjoying the beach, enjoying the ocean, and just challenging herself to just put herself out there and and talking her, the anxiety out of her head that no one's going to judge me. I need to do this for myself. And And if somebody, like, looks at my body and judges me, F that person. That person doesn't even matter to me. Right. And so Alicia's talking about how, you know, she's so glad that she finally did, did take that step forward because how much life has she missed out on? 
you know, I remember I, after again, I left that really controlling, toxic relationship. That was when I finally started being like, I'm just going to go as I am. Like I, you know, what I realized is that when you put so much expectation, like I have to look like this, I have to be this perfect weight for this. You end up just being miserable. It's like, go as you are. And, and life is just much better that way. Um, but so, so what Alicia ended up doing, she's like, what she, she realized that what she has to give and offer the world is just, it's not about her body. She started a journal and she, she started writing about stuff that she really liked about herself that wasn't tied to her body. That's one of the ways that she kind of helped get herself into the right mental space. And she, you know, she's like, had I shown, had, had she shown up for her husband, for her and her husband, you know, how that was one of the things that she wrote down that, that she was really happy about the way that she had shown up for, for herself and for her husband. Um, you know, the times that she had helped somebody at work, um, you know, and she's like, and now I have a book that I look back on and I look at things that, you know, these are great things about me that are unique to me, that make me special, that are not based in looks that are not about my body. And she's like, it allows me to really stay authentic to myself And, you know, and you can't teach other people to value you outside of your body. You just have to be true to yourself. And she's like, it's the people that are closest to me and myself that, you know, are truly affected by this mentality. And that's really what matters. Like, I want to be, you know, open and and here for people around me. And she's like, now I only want to put energy into things that will allow, you know, her to help people around her that will bring her closer to those people that she loves that will allow her to be the best version of herself that will help her respect her body for what it can do for her and and she said she just wants to continually work at improving that relationship um you know we take it for granted and we shouldn't and i just think god what an incredible message right and that's actually one of the things that you know the 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 betches girls had talked about on dst in the past that like there's so much more we offer the world than our looks, you know? I mean, and I think about that, that, that thought actually really helped me to get over my moments when I'm having a bad hair day or my skin looks terrible, or I'm not feeling good about my body. I'm like, nobody's, nobody's judging me for this. This is literally internal in my head. Like I'm going out there and people are respecting me for my contributions for, you know, this, this, you know, convention that I'm, I'm sponsoring or or whatnot. So, so I just, I love, love, love her message. She's like, you know, she, she talks about how she abused her body for so long and now she just wants to make up for that and, and make up for the time that she lost with friends and family and not doing things that brought her happiness. And so, so then Aileen asked, how is your husband supporting you through all these ups and downs? And Alicia said that she feels so lucky that he's still around. She's like, because when she wasn't loving herself, she wasn't there for him either. You know, she'd say no to intimacy. She'd reject compliments. And, you know, she asked, you know, why, why have you been okay with me like this for all these years? And he just said, look, as your partner, it's not my job to make you do things you don't want to do. And, and what a beautiful sentiment. And what she realized through that is it's her job to show up for him. You know, he could have been resentful, but he wasn't. He just wants to make her, you know, he, he just didn't want to make her uncomfortable. And so, and, and so she has grief because she has years of life that she can't get back. And she's like, I still feel that grief. There's moments that I really struggle with that grief. And it, and it, sometimes it runs her life. She, she, you know, she reflects back on how much more life she could have lived. And, and, you know, now she wants to help other people avoid that kind of grief. And Aileen said, you know, he probably realized that you were struggling and, and, you know, for people that are out there, she's like, how, what, you know, what can you share with people? Um, you know, she asked like, how can you, you know, how can, how can people out there that are hearing this message, how can they do what you're doing? How can they start saying yes to things and not letting their bodies hold them back? And so Alicia talked about how, you know, understanding the why of what you're saying no to, is it, is it, is it fear-based? You know, are you saying no because of how you look? 
or how you'll be judged? Or is it because you're exhausted and you need rest and you need to respect that? You know, understand, you know, why is someone taking that picture? You know, do they want to capture the moment and you're important to remember for them and they want to remember this moment with you forever? You know, it's not that they're trying to just take a beautiful picture for themselves and and you're going to look awful in it. It's about trying to capture that moment and be present for your friends. So, you know, look internally. You know, she's like, people don't want you around because of your body. They want you around because of who you are and the gifts you bring to the world. So you just have to be your own advocate, you know, because other people won't be. Other people are still often under that societal judgment. And so you just need to really honor yourself and show up for yourself. And so, and Aileen, the host, she's like, I totally relate to that swimsuit issue. She's like, I used to stress out so much. And she's like, when I finally got a, a, a good one piece that I felt great in, she's like, it's amazing how much emphasis, you know, you put on and, and how much you can just enjoy yourself when you're not putting so much emphasis on your looks. You know, who cares if that random stranger thinks your thigh is bigger than your friends? And and it's, it's so funny, like, you know, when she said that, I thought back to like, God, again, when I was in that toxic relationship and I was living in Los Angeles and I just felt like I had to whittle myself down into this, this like tiny version of myself with no fat on my body. And, you know, this was before like the high-waisted bikinis came out and I was like, I have to look good in a bikini and I have to be perfect. And I mean, again, like ugh, the, the amount of torturous classes I would take and, you know, only eating protein and vegetables at night and going to bed hungry and losing sleep because I was so hungry. I mean, God, it was such torture. And and still when I was around other people and, and, and thinking I'm not good enough, like, God, I'm so glad I've gotten myself into a healthier headspace because those years were literally not fun. And, and I, I relate to what she talks about. I mean, I had like seven years of being in a relationship where it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I, there, there were good times too. I'm not saying that it was a complete waste of time, but, but when you have, when you beat yourself up mentally so much because of things that just don't matter in life, it's when you finally get into a healthier headspace. You're like, oh my God, like what a waste of freaking time. Ugh. It was exhausting, <laughs> like literally exhausting. So I'm definitely much happier now. Anyway, so she wishes people, you know, had just told her a long time ago. Um, oh no. So, so Aileen asked her, you know, what do you do for movement now that you enjoy? And I thought this was a really good topic about, you know, finding movement that you really love that doesn't feel like, you know, exercise. And so Alicia talked about how she's like, power lifting is what changed my mind. She's like, you know, thin people might not have the strength to, to power lift. She's like, but I do. And she's like, and it was the first time that I actually wanted to go to the gym. And it was the first movement that just made me feel really strong. She's like, I love doing deadlifts. I love squats. She's like, I love roller skating. You know, I love skipping, jump roping. I love shooting hoops. And she's like, I also love this Oculus that I have. It's like this virtual reality kind of like game thing that, and you know, you can do group fitness, you can do just different games on it and you end up just moving your body, but it's like you're playing a video game in virtual reality. Um, she actually posted a, a video doing this on her Instagram the other day. And I'm like, oh, that looks so fun. I want to get one of those. Um, I'm sure it's real expensive. But uh, she's like, I wish people had told me a long time ago to move my body in ways that just feel good and bring joy. And she's like, I would have looked at it so differently. She's like, I wouldn't have felt like I was being tortured. That it, it wouldn't have felt like something I just needed to get through to be thin. She's like, I also would have been more consistent with it. You know, I wouldn't have dwelled on this exterior body and what it looks like. And um, she's like, I, she just would have thought about, you know, the movement and enjoying it. And she's like, I just would have been a, in a much different place if I had just thought of it that way instead of a torture chamber to be thin. And, and I, re I remember, 
Like it used to be kind of torturous for me to go to the gym. And that's because I felt like I had to run 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes straight on the treadmill. Like I would try to be on the, on, on a piece of cardio equipment for an hour, but it, it was, oh my God, it was so boring. It was so torturous. And, and I would feel like a failure if I did any less than 30 minutes running. And I remember, I don't know how I got to this realization, but I, I, I remember thinking, you know what, I bet I could do a lot less and still maintain this weight. And so I, I got down to where I was like, you know what, 20 minutes on a treadmill where I'm walking one minute and running one minute. And, and back, back when I was in my unhealthy state of mind, I would have to be like, not only would I have to run for 30 minutes straight, but I would have to be at like 7.0 or 8.0 for the majority of the time. And like, if I went down to 6.0, I was failing. And these were just these weird rules I had in my head to challenge myself, to push myself, to sweat more, to to burn more calories. (laughs) So, and, and I finally got to this point where I'm like, you know what? I can walk a minute. I can run at 6.0 for a minute. I can walk another minute. And that's what I do now. And that's why I've been able to be so consistent the past however many years because I'm like, oh, I can get, I mean, literally running for like 10 minutes with a walk in between. It's like, and and now it's more about, like I go on to just like enjoy some music and manifest and think about my future goals and And, you know, and I run at 6.0 for one minute and I walk for a minute and sometimes I'll just walk and and that's okay. And so I'm just in such a different mental state where I do, I do want to work out consistently. I do want to maintain my weight, but I want to do it in a way that works for me and this works. And I think all of us need to find that, that activity, you know, and I need to change it up like yoga, Pilates, weight training, you know, dancing around sometimes with no plan, just just enjoying music and all those things. That's what brings me joy. And I think that, um, like, like my personal opinion for Taylor Strucker is that she shouldn't focus on her food intake. She should just focus on finding movement that she enjoys because that ends up just making you feel better. So anyway, I, I really like this point that Alicia made, uh, that Alicia makes with this is like, finding joy, finding movement that brings you joy and, and that you're able to be consistent with and and just enjoy it. And so, um, so Aileen totally related to that. And she's like, you know, what do you, she asked, um, I don't know what this question is. She's like, Aileen totally understands that, you know, she, she asked, what do you have the capacity for? And so, oh, so I guess they're talking about just what I was. So Alicia says, if you, if people knew that you only, if you only move for 15 minutes, that's great. Uh, So same thing. Like you don't have to have this capacity for massive movement, just, you know, 15 minutes, like 10 minutes, like seven minutes, whatever it is, like whatever you can do that, that allows you to do it in a way that works for you. That's really the most important thing. And so Aileen said, you know, some people say, you know, changes is all about, you know, or at least when you want to lose weight or you want external changes, it's really all about, you know, what you're eating that really makes those changes. Um, Oh, I know. So Alicia was just saying that what, what movement does, even 15 minutes of movement, what it does for you internally is more important than what the external result is. And so I, what she means by that is like health wise, like just moving your body for 15 minutes a day, like what that does for your health. Like, that's what, like if my dad had done that, right. My dad probably would, you know, be alive 10 more years if he had just walked for 15 minutes a day or had some sort of balance in that, you know, the endorphin release, the, the chemicals that are released when you move your body, that's that I totally, totally relate to that. And, and and agree with what she's saying there. And Aileen just brought up, you know, that that most people say that, you know, the by moving your body, it, it really is all about what it, what it does for you internally. It's not necessarily going to make your external change and make you lose weight. That's that's when you do need to watch what you're eating if you want to see those external changes. 
And, and Alicia just said, you know, people need to learn how exercise can help them internally, that it is more important to be focused on those internal changes versus, you know, the external. And, and I think, you know, again, when I am so anxious, when I'm having a horrible day, I will say that endorphin release, getting some exercise in, getting some fitness in, it really mentally changes my state. And so that's really what she's, what she's getting to. Um, you know, it is, if you do want to see external changes, weight loss does take cutting back on calories and it's not fun, right? I know when I wanted to lose some weight, from the pandemic, I didn't want to count calories. I didn't want to torture myself. I knew, and I hadn't been working out a lot. So I did know that by working out consistently again and eating just more whole foods than what I had been eating, that my body would start to drop weight. So I didn't stress myself out. I just started being super, super consistent about getting that 20 minutes of exercise in a day and just eating more whole foods. And, and my body got back to its normal state of where it likes to be. And so now, you know, my, my challenge is always, you know, overindulging to the point that I get a little sick. So, um, you know, that, that struggle continues because I, I do love food and food, it, you know, can be very addicting, especially in today's world where we're passing by McDonald's and we're passing by all these fast food restaurants that, chemically design their foods to be uh, addictive. And so I do think that that's why, you know, in our society today, you know, we do want to be accepting of our body. We do want to, you know, have balance, move our body in in, in ways that that works for us. Um, But I think because food is so addicting, it is, it is important to just be conscious of, of, you know, what you are putting in your mouth if, if weight maintenance is important to you. So it is important to me. It's important to Jenny Hutt. Uh, I'll probably be doing a, a review of her Weight Wednesday show on an upcoming episode. Um, cause I did want to do, I know on, on my last episode, I talked about that weight loss drug that all the celebrities are doing. I still want to do that. So, um, hopefully that'll be next week. I do have another Jared Freed, uh, episode to do, but I do want to do that Jenny Hut one. So that'll probably be coming next. Anyway, though, <clears throat> please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, a lot of the food I talk about on here is shows up on that Instagram page. And um, if you want to share any topics that you'd like me to talk about, please DM me. Would love to hear from you. I love hearing from my listeners. Uh, and then Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, if you can just scroll down to the bottom, leave some stars. I'd really appreciate that. Um, And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.